is going on, senores and senores? Welcome on into tonight's Sixers game recap as we're discussing the Sixers' tough game that they won over the Toronto Raptors in overtime, a 104-101 to victory. Look, it doesn't matter how you get it done. At the end of the day, it does not matter how you get it done. Sixers got it done here today. It was an overtime win. And listen, if you've watched the Sixers versus the Raptors over the past couple of years, we're not going to 2018-19 playoff loss. But the one thing you always know about this Raptors team, it is a tough outing every single time you play against them. If you don't play full four quarters, you will not beat this team. They don't. I, I. They don't have like this uh, a top ten superstar on this team. They don't have a star player like a Joel Embiid, like a Steph Curry, um, Jason Tatum. They don't have that type of player, but they have a philosophy. They have good players and good role players as well, and they play all four quarters. They give you a fit throughout. They'll throw that zone defense. They like to use their athleticism, their length, and those are the type of things that make it so difficult playing the Toronto Raptors. Now, the Sixers do have a team that can get past the Toronto Raptors. And for most of this game, they definitely look comfortable. But again, if you don't play consistent, if you don't play full four quarters, that'll happen. And you saw how the Sixers lost their lead. This was a team. This was a game where things were going very well for the Sixers. They did lose their lead. They did play a little lackadaisical. They took the foot off the gas pedal just a little bit. And you saw the Raptors were able to come back. You gain back the lead, which is great. The Sixers, what, like with... With less than six minutes left, make a run, and they were able to get the lead, and they kind of allowed the Raptors to come back within minutes of the of the of the regulation. This game should have not gone in overtime. You know, kudos to Pascal Siakam; he's a great player. He is; he's a good player. But he, he, that 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 layup should not happen. Overtime straight up shouldn't happen. But then you get into overtime, and they stepped up big. Some big shots to bias Harris. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the illegal screen on PJ Tucker. I completely disagree with that, obviously. Melton making a big shot. Big defensive plays by Tuck, by Melton. And then they, the Raptors put the ball in Siakam's hands in the final seconds of the game. And he shot up his shot, and it didn't fall. Thank you, Lord, because it, it went well here for the Sixers as they were able to get their 104-101 victory here tonight. Guys, what a win. I'll take that. And by the way, I don't know if you guys have checked, but uh, that that's uh, one, two, Three, four, five, five wins in a row, all at home. I, I, and I, it's. I, I literally told you guys this. I literally told you guys this. We were all freaking out after the road trip, right? That the loss to Memphis, the loss to Cleveland, the loss to Houston. That was a terrible, terrible. Yeah, you remember that? You remember that little road trip we got, we had, guys, and how you guys were all freaking the f out. Oh, fire! Doc was back. They look terrible. They looked out of it. James Harden, he's trash again. And they reel off five straight win at home. Yes, they need to figure out the stuff off the, on the road because fact is, you, they, they, they do not look like the same team on the road than they do at the Wells Fargo Center. But that's good that they have home, home uh, court advantage right now. And they are playing really well. And they are starting to figure it out. And they grind it out against, uh, in a game like tonight. A long season. You're gonna have to grind out some of these games. And against Toronto Raptors, I'm for sure gonna take that, ladies and gentlemen. As you guys should as well. As you guys should as well. So welcome everyone to Sixers Game Recap. Again, I'm your boy El Barcelo Philly, the United of All Things Sports and Culture in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. Wanna welcome Facebook. We got YouTube, we got Twitter, of course, we got TikTok in the building. Welcome on in everybody. The comment section is open right now, so keep dropping your comments, questions, and concerns. We're going to be reading those as this live goes on. 
What's going on, guys? TikTok, keep tapping that screen away. Let's get the let's get uh, some Sixers fans in here and uh, show some love, show some support. We really appreciate it. Keep tapping that screen, screen away. What's up, Young Gun? How you feeling, brother? It's good seeing you in here, man. Keep tapping that screen away. What's happening, guys? What's up, Raynell? How you feeling? How you feeling? How you feeling? Let's get those W's in the chat. I know Raynell has been all, all World Cup excited here today. What's up, Raynell? How you feeling, man? What's going on, guys? Uh, reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that today's episode of Sixers Game Recap is sponsored by Lots of Rain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out Lots of Rain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. Right now, when you use my promo code at the checkout page, Barcelona Philly, you'll receive 10% off of your purchase of a Lots of Rain watch. So, ladies and gentlemen, what are you waiting for? Head on over to Lots of Rain and make sure you guys use the promo code for 10% off. Awesome, awesome stuff. All right, so heading in ball, obviously the Sixers. We want to continue the ball roll. Uh, weekend off, yeah. Obviously for for our Philadelphia 76ers, um, it was uh, last time we saw them would be on Friday when we had a big win against Gold State Warriors. You know, no, no Draymond, no Steph, but yet that was still a big win, considering the fact that look that the Warriors started off hot in that game and Dante Divincenzo looked very comfortable at home. So going into this one after a couple days off. Um, I mean, I really just wanted to see how the Sixers would face off against a team like Toronto. Because when you're going up against Toronto, you know what they're going to do. You know, they're going to try to dictate the pace of the game. They might allow you to hold that lead, allow you to dictate the pace of the game to, or to start it off. And then once, you know, you're a little bit tired, that's when they pounce on you. It's, it's textbook every single time you play Toronto. If you don't do the little things, they're, they are stay literally pay attention to the attention details so much. Everything, every little detail matters for the Toronto Raptors. They like to get the, the boards. Um, they're, they're big on, on uh, the, the zone defense is big as well. Uh, getting the arm in there. The little things are so important with Toronto. And if you are not on your game, you're not doing those little things as well, then you are going to lose the Toronto Raptors. And by the way, they like to pride themselves on their hard work. We see it every single time. So this was a good matchup to kind of show the Sixers, listen, your quality, you're a good team, but this is a test, as we always do to you. You know, we saw what happened in this game series. They will do whatever it takes to win. Even try to purposely hurt Joel Hans and beat Pascal Diaka, and he pissed off again today. Go figure. That's not hard for Pascal to do that. But start this game off. The Sixers started on the right note. They they came out fire and they came out uh blazed, blazing out here. Um one thing, I, the thing I, th I feel like really worked well here for the Sixers um, in the beginning of the game, they dictated the pace of the game. They were moving at a really good pace. It was quick, um, and they were moving the ball very, very well. We the, the ball was moving so fluid. It was really great to see. They finished this game with 22 assists, so you'll definitely take that. But I think that those two things were the big piece of why they were able to kind of start off quick. James Harden seems to be the... the, the um, the, the 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 trendsetter, I guess you should say, for the Sixers. He always sets the tone for the Sixers, um, especially offensively. That's from what it seems like. Um, and you know the 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 Raptors, however, they definitely turn around. You saw a little bit of that zone defense, and the Sixers had to shoot their way out of that zone defense. And we saw how they were able to do that. Uh, and then by halftime, the Sixers were like forty three percent from the field, and. They really, for, with their shooting, really was the big factor of why they were leading. But also, too, um, besides that, the bench really stepped up big here. 
You had like 25 points from the bench in the first half between Daniel House, George Niang, Matisse Thybul. Um, those type of dudes were stepping up big for the Sixers, and that was definitely a big uh, difference for the for the Sixers as they went into halftime with the lead. But the Raptors, we all know very well, they're not easy to put away, and they definitely were not looking to go away any as well. On uh, the sec- second half, they they started making their shots, and they were it got a really difficult to kind of stop. The Sixers kind of lost a little bit of their energy as well. So you know, after a 35 point quarter from the Sixers. The Raptors put up a 32-point quarter in the third quarter, and it made things very, very interesting. Sixers were now down, and now we're in the fourth quarter, and for the Sixers, find a way to get in back in the little damn lead here. And behind Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris was big in this game. Dude, Tobias Harris was really big in this game. Six, uh, six threes here made tonight by Tobias Harris. He, Here's the thing I'll say about Toby point that I made here tonight Tobias Harris to me is the equivalent of Reese Hoskins in the Philly sports world okay I can't think of two players in Philadelphia that get as much criticism as Tobias Harris and Reese Hoskins sometimes it is warranted yes when Tobias Harris doesn't show up at moments despite that's the contract that he's made but despite that you know he's a big key part of this basketball team when he when we're not when he's when we're not performing or losing playoff games Tobias Harris is one of the first to criticize same thing with Reese Hoskins in the Phils offense is not clicking you know everyone's struggling but the one guy we're always going to point our finger at Reese Hoskins your number two hole hitter which probably now is gonna be the number five hole hitter but that's a topic for another day obviously both make a lot of money Obviously, both have games here in Philadelphia. By Harris is Reese Hoskins. And you know what else makes them so similar? Reese Hoskins, Tobias Harris, when they're playing with emotions, when they are playing fired up, pissed off, they are at their best. Reese Hoskins, when you piss him off, dude, he's about, he's about to rock you for a 400-yard foot home run. And when Tobias Harris, when you piss him off, he's going to drop 20-plus on your head with six threes that's what Tobias does he dropped 21 here tonight he was five of seven from the three-point line it's crazy seven of nine from the from the field but you saw it in his face I don't know what it was I don't know if it's just the matchup I don't know if there there does feel like there's a little bit of bad blood between the two but Tobias looked pissed off played pissed off and he made some big key shots he, you know, Doc talked about it in the presser. His goal this offseason was to solidify his role, to master his role, the spot-up shooter. It's something he really hasn't been consistently here in the league. But now with the way this roster is constructed, that's what we need from him. And he's embracing that. Now, obviously, with Maxi out, he gets to throw. He gets to roam a little bit more free, especially on ISO ball and especially on offensive possessions. And he's obviously been big on on transitions. And defensively, he's been big too, defending some tough dudes. Tobias Harris, man, I don't know why y'all keep killing him. I really don't. He does what we need of him. The money is what it is, and obviously, the one thing that Daryl struggled. With, as GM here in Philly or president, whatever you want to call, 
has been able to get rid of Bias's contract. It's not the worst thing either. At least the bias is producing for you. Remember, the one of the beat one of the players that did step up in the playoffs last year was the Bias, believe it or not. Others, uh, different, different story. <laughs> um, DeAnthony Mellon did not start this game off great. He did not, and he finished with eight points. But he made some big shots when this team needed it most throughout the game. And defensively, he's been big. You know, our boy Brock Landis, if you guys don't follow him, great follow, a uh, great subscri uh, subscription here on YouTube as well. Uh, really broke down Anthony's game well. And he has been one of the most underrated pickups in the NBA offseason. He just needed an opportunity. Not, not really an opportunity. He needed more of an opportunity. Because when you look down there in Memphis, they are stacked. Okay, they got role players for days. And so the Anthony by leaving Memphis, he was able to go somewhere where he could have an opportunity. And that is what he's getting right here. He's showing he can handle the rock. He can knock down big shots. He can drive. More importantly, he can defend. He plays both ways. We needed a lot more of that. And not only between DeAnthony Mellon, but also, yes, P.J. Tucker, ladies and gentlemen. I, listen, P.J. gave you five points here tonight. Okay? I don't expect 10, 12, 13 points. That's not what you brought him in here for. But I really did feel like P.J. Tucker did provide some solid defense. He was going up against Pascal Siakam for a lot of this game. And by the way, dude, Pascal, is a, he, he's a jerk-off. I'm sorry. I have to say, he's a jerk-off. Straight up, he's a jerk-off. The 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 shoving to create your, to create the space for your shot, dude. That's a, that's a freaking foul. He didn't get caught in the third in the in the third quarter. No, fourth quarter. Back to back Raptor possessions. Hit PJ Tucker with the get the fuck off me. And then he made the first one. Second one he missed it, because, but they called the foul on it though. How does he get away with this crap? And by the way. Toronto's top option for late game situations is Pascal Siakam. I, I, I would I would think it would be Fred Van Vliet. I, I I mean, listen, if you're going to Pascal Siakam for late game situations, you got bigger problems at him. I'm just saying. I'm not, that's not a disrespect to Pascal Siakam. They're not giving the ball to Pascal Siakam in the closing minutes of a basketball game. He's a good player. It doesn't mean he needs the mid ball in his hands. I understand he's like third or second best player. I just wouldn't give it to him. That, that's just crazy to me. But I, thank you. Straight up, thank you. So, I mean, for me, like, I really like, I, I had to highlight Mountain, Toby, and PJ. Those three guys here tonight, defensively and offensively, were a big part of it. Listen, James and Joel did their thing as well. Um, Joel tonight finished with 28 points, like quietly <laughs> finished with 28 points off of 16 attempts. Again, that's pretty solid. Um, and to and two as well, Joel in the fourth quarter, when you know, trying to get the get that run going, trying to close this game out, get the boys back into it. He he really stepped up big. The 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 fadeaway three and the oh my god. He's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And then, like I mentioned, the bench, man. You got Daniel House for nine. Um, you got seven for Montrez Harrell. Uh, Montrez Harrell's been solid. 
uh, uh, in his limited minutes these past couple games, especially defensively. I really, I really have a liking uh, what I've been seeing from Montrezl Harrell. Matisse Thibault gave you three here tonight. That's big. It's pretty big. George's Niang also uh, added five points. So this was a well-rounded game. Like everyone contributed. Everyone got some points. Everyone got some. Um, but I really did feel like the key, the key part of this game was number one, matching the energy of the Raptors. And number two, these guys played as a team again here tonight. We talked about the ball movement, but like even like in this in the in overtime. The illegal screen, which, by the way, I don't think that was an illegal screen. I think they literally just ran into each other. Scott, PJ Tucker, Scotty Barnes, I really felt like they ran into each other. That neg that, that negated a huge three. It, luckily, we were able to close this game out. But if, P if Toby knocks down that three in OT, it would have been done. But that, listen, you heard Tobias Harris talk about how pissed off they were that that, that call was, was incorrect. They went out there right into the next play. The Sixers held the Raptors one for nine in overtime. I know we're all upset because you had a lead. You lost it. You gain it back and you lost in a closing second. This isn't like the Lakers game like two Fridays ago. Because like that game, you lost a nine-point lead in the midst of seconds. That's not okay. This one, you lost like a, a three-point lead in the midst of a minute. Like it's a little bit different. Granted, you should have closed that game out. You should have closed both games out. And that's something that the Doc and the Sixers need to work on. But if you ask Doc, something that happens every time. This is the NBA. These things happen. Yes, these things do happen, Doc. But you do also have to try to prevent it as well. Like, you got to treat it as a learning experience. That's where I. It's where he gets a little bit too lackadaisical. Like, I understand that games like this happen in the league. But that doesn't make an excuse for it to happen. You learn from it. Just like anything else in life. And that's just that's just how that's how our boy works, man. It's just how our boy works. How about Bo Cruz coming back, guys? Man, that movie really did a disservice to Juan Joe Hernan Gomez. Because you watched that movie, and if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, hustle. If you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. It's a good watch on Netflix. Um but now everyone looked at him and he's like, he's supposed to be a beast. He's supposed to be a great basketball player. It's Bo Cruz. It's not Bo Cruz. I watched him here tonight. And it's just like, yeah, this is a guy who's like hanging on by a thread in the NBA. I'm being that honest. And, you know, it is what it is for, for Juancho Hernan uh, Gomez. But he got himself 14 minutes here tonight. And what the heck is his position? He's a center. I saw him that they ran him as a five here tonight. I mean. I think to me, he's got a. I think he just needs a little. He needs a little more quickness, but he can run as that four. And I did have a question as well. So like Thad Young, right? If you guys don't know Thad Young, former Sixer, great Sixer. I love Thad Young. His time here in Philadelphia. How does he look at the Sixers now? Like this isn't the same Sixers team than when Thad was here. I think when Thad was here it was the beginning of the practice facility out in Camden. He was still practicing on the Palestra, but like. It's a different Sixers team. They're really good, not like when he was playing. And, you know, someone took his number. And uh, <laughs> that number might get retired by this player. So it is it is kind of crazy to kind of think about here uh, when you think about um, Thad Young and his time here. I think of Joel Embiid as well. But 
Um, now, I, I, I always appreciate the matchups with the Raptors because they always prevent a mismatch for us when you talk about the size, the athleticism, um, and just they're always well coached. Like Nick Nurse, you give him kudos. I really thought he was going to leave after last year. Um, he stayed. Kudos to him. But I always love these matchups against the Raptors because they are always a great test. You know, we talk about how this team always struggles against long athletic teams. The Raptors are the, the blueprint for it. So uh, it was a great uh, tonight. I mean, being able to play some good team ball, shoot the lights out when needed be, when need be, um, and play good defense as well when need be as well. But of course, consistency is what we're still striving for, and we're not there yet uh, for this basketball team. So we shall see what happens here. Um, who's the NBA MVP? I'm not sure, honestly, Devin. I am not sure. Um, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not much of a NBA. I'll, I'll c catch a game here and there, but I don't have tabs on the league like I uh, I maybe used to. Uh, there's five Philly sports right now, Bulls, Flyers, and Sixers. I'm, I'm really tapped into this Flyers mess, and just like every day it's a different terrible storyline. Uh, with the Eagles, you know, it's just kind of just honestly with the birds, it's more so me just obviously, you know, examining this team looking at who we got next and obviously it is the cowboys which is going to be a very interesting matchup but um i sit back and i watch you know all the the drama on social media especially twitter like eagles and cowboys fans have been really going at it as of late i'm just sitting back like with my popcorn like damn y'all really y'all really want to argue about the mvp huh <laughs> wow we really talking crap even though the cowboys suck even though we don't have jalen hurts but you know it is what it is. Uh, okay, so Derek wants to know. His question is, uh, bro, I think that's what he's trying to say. Bro, I need Harden to score more. Why can't he? I don't see it. Um, first off, the question is, why do you need Harden to score more? Um, number two, do you know his role on the basketball team? Uh, James Harden can create his own shot, and he will. Tonight wasn't his night. And, you know, he got the offense going in the beginning parts of this game. Like, we need to kind of regress our expectations. I, I, there are some that still think that James should be playing like the Houston James Harden. We don't really need that. You have one of the most dominant players in the league of all time in Joel Hansenbeek. You have one of the best young stars in Tyrese Maxey when he's healthy, when he's back, obviously. And Tobias Harris, you need you have a skill set there. You need to get him involved. So this is a team. If James Harden is dropping 40, point, 40 points a night, that's not a good thing. There may be nice where he does that. Let me let me let's not get that twisted. But when I see the ball movement, I see the Sixers dictate the pace of the game. When I see James Harden getting guys involved, when I see Joel Embiid dictating the offense, when I see good defensive stops, offensive rebounds, steals, I'm happy. I don't care about the stats. Those little things make me happy. So James Harden, keep doing what you're doing. And I, I think I saw 
He's averaging like 24 points over the last five games. This five-game stretch these guys have been on has been, been great. They've been balling. And they just need to continue getting that done. It'll all come in time, guys. It will all come in time. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Anything good here? Nothing really. Nothing really. I want to see if there was any news and notes I wanted to bring up if I didn't forget or not. But no. Let me see. One thing I wanted to... I did... I did. I Listen, I've been hearing a lot of Reed love lovers out there uh, starting to freak out. So Paul Reed got zero minutes here tonight. I, I'll say this. Like, I think Paul Reed does have a future in this league. Like, I don't think he's a starter. I think he could be a good role player. I really do hate that we waste his time here. Like, that's what we're doing. We're wasting his time here. I, I would appreciate if we could get him somewhere that can he's he's not a G leaguer that's not what I'm saying he shouldn't be shouldn't be going back to Delaware he should be playing in the NBA regularly Montrose Harrell has been playing good uh, that's what I want to state Montrose Harrell has been playing well right when you're looking for your backup center I'm more so looking at the defense I'm looking as a rim protector Montrose does a solid job at that and for Paul I mean he's very athletic I mean but we all know the issue we all know Doc, and he just doesn't like the young kids. For whatever reason it is, he just does not like it. So it kind of is what it is at this point. But, hey, you got the win here tonight. You got the win here tonight, guys, and that is what matters here. Uh, so next up for the Sixers, we got our first showdown with the Detroit Pistons. Um, this will be the second to last of the seven-game homestand. Um, and then the Sixers will be back on the road on Christmas Day. Should be a lot of fun, guys, here on Christmas Day action for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, all right, guys, it's going to do it for tonight's Sixers game recap. Again, the Sixers beating the Toronto Raptors in overtime, 104-101. to 101. Big dub here as we uh, prepare for the Detroit Pistons on Wednesday nights. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you guys hit that like button. Subscribe for more Philly sports. Of course, you can find us wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Find us under Oin Philly Sports. We are sponsored by Lots Terrain Watches. Make sure you guys check them out and use the promo code Parcero Philly at the checkout page for 10% off. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Sixers. Talk to you guys soon.